Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Bob Stoffer in Denver, Colorado. Game one, Western Conference Final tonight. 6 p.m. on the Oilers Radio Network. We are going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Is it all gravy now? Now that the Edmonton Oilers have won the Battle of Alberta, and frankly, won it in rather convincing style. I mean, you can sit there and discuss the fact that Calgary... Probably got robbed a goal. Doesn't mean they were going to win game five with the way that series was gone and the way the Oilers were resilient. But is it, you know what? Is it sugar time now for the Edmonton Oilers? Bonus time? Gravy time? Or go get it. And what does Edmonton need to do to win the series against the Colorado Avalanche? You tell us. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline as well as the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 19990 Jasper Avenue. We will also tell you at this time, uh, we're working on multiple different things at this moment. And where did I put that? Well, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm going to have to go here. Here we go. $5 tickets for tonight's Safeway Road Game Watch Party inside Rogers Place on sale now at EvansNoiters.com. They are selling fast. The doors will open at Rogers Place at 5 p.m. The puck drop is at 6 p.m. And the Ford Tailgate Party in Ice District Plaza will be open tonight for Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. The gates open at 4. Of course, the game time scheduled for 6. We do want to mention uh, that the Oilers playoffs mega 50-50 powered by Pep and 630 Chad is now live and runs until 1130 on June the 6th after game four of the Western Conference Final with the jackpot building each and uh, every day uh, for a potentially history-making total. And the Western Conference Final 50-50 is in honor of Edmonton icon Joey Moss supporting Special Olympics, the Edmonton Down Syndrome Society, and the Winterford Stewart Association. Tickets for 50-50 can be purchased at edmontonorders.com backslash 50-50. The Mega Playoffs 50-50 so far has totaled over $26 million. All right, let's go. Let's drop the puck again. The phone number is 780 Four nine six zero zero six three, and the text line same number seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ron from Red Deer on line number one. Hi, Ron. How you doing? I'm doing really well, Bob. I listen to your show every day, every day of the week, Monday to Friday, ten to twelve. You're a glutton for punishment, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love your show. Um, 
I just want to comment. I hope our bottom six really shows up. That's all I wanted to say. Hmm. Well, it's an interesting point you make, Ron. I mean, you, you take a look at it, and McLeod, Fogel, and Pogliarvi, Ryan, and Archibald, and Cassian, and the only one of those guys that's been a plus player uh, in the playoffs is Zach Cassian. He's plus one. Pogliarvi, um, even. And uh, McLeod, dash four. Ryan, dash three. Archibald, minus four. Fogel, minus four. Now, the beauty for Edmonton to this point in the series, or in the first two series, is that Connor McDavid's at plus 19. But that is a fair assessment on your part. They're probably going to need to at least play even. So, yeah. valid point by you. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Ron. 780-496-0063. We got uh, Big Bad Joe on line number two. How you doing, Big Bad Joe? Hey, I'm doing great, Bob. How about you? I'm stoked. You're so hey, I I detect an accent. Where where is uh is it I'm just trying to pick up the accent from, so educate our listeners here. Where are you from? I'm from Holland. I okay, so we had a guy named Brock Boot. Brock Boot texted me about five days ago and said that's a Dutch accent and I as much as I thoroughly admire the nineteen seventy four, nineteen seventy eight Holland uh soccer program, uh which which many listeners would know was the advent of tiki-taka uh, soccer that Barcelona played because the, the manager from Holland went to Barcelona with Johan Cruyff. Uh, I, I, I wasn't 100% sure in the accent myself. So what do you got for us, Big Bad Joe? Hey, you know, when it comes down to this series, when I pick the Oilers at five and how the Oilers going to win, just play their game. You know, I'm not worried. They're going to take them at five. <laughs> Now, as an aside, did you watch the 1974 World Cup final between Kreif uh, and Holland and, and, and West Germany? Yeah, of course. So we got robbed by Holzenbein. He fell down, and after the game, he said there was not a penalty. I just fell, and the referee gave a penalty. I, you know I was just... And that's in the first World Cup I watched. Bob, Bob, in 1978, and it's a true story, when they went into overtime, they came into the Dutch... Uh, dressing room, and they said from we cannot guarantee the safety of your players. And I remember Robbie Rensselaer in overtime. Now, you know, a toddler from one year old would have scored a goal, and he shot it beside the net. And it's a true story, Bob. You know, they. Well, we, we could explain, like, th this is a hockey show, but we could explain to the listeners, the World Cup in 1978 was in Argentina, and they were going through the uh, a military dictatorship junta at that time, and they'd taken all, yeah. and there were a lot of people that thought Argentina shouldn't have been allowed to uh, to host the, the championship. Yeah. So Holland lost two championships in a row, two World Cups in a row, where they ended up in the final. Hey, awesome, awesome. stuff, Big Bad Joe. Yeah, okay, Bob, and uh, my offer for the dinner is to, for you and your family is still going. Okay, well, let's, let's, keep, let's just keep playing. Thanks a lot. Yeah, uh, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, we are going to go to Chris. We got Chris and then Paul and Woody. Chris, how you doing? Oh, doing great, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Are you over the uh, Battle of Alberta yet? Uh, no, considering this was my the first Battle of Alberta I got to witness because uh, I was maybe only between one and two months old and when the first one happened in 91 last one happened in 91 so it was a uh, very uh, unique experience to say the least 
But uh, uh, I, that was what I wanted to kind of just talk about was just like you look at that series and you look at the just the moments that have been happening this playoffs and just this season after like I'm getting the 06 flashbacks and I look back at that time for me where I don't think there's times where I didn't appreciate it enough growing up and I look at this series or this season right now when we look back at this season and the roller coaster of every event that took place from the regular season and the playoffs it's going to be something we're going to be talking about for years to come and it's going to be so much fun and it's going to be it's and it's still not over yet and i'm going to be very fascinated to see what happens in this series because well, you, you bring up a great point because i can remember at the start of the year when edmonton was 16 and 5 and i remember the others so they had the best winning percentage in the nhl but they weren't doing it five on five they were doing it on special teams and a lot of the hardcore analytics types were like edmonton's not that good and i was like 16 and 5 is 16 and 5. now i knew that they weren't going to stay at 38 percent on the power play through the 21 game mark i certainly didn't think the team would go to 11 and 2. Uh, being around the team and you know we traveled all season long with them i knew that the the combination of injury and the COVID stuff was, was i mean the orders used 13 defensemen over a 15 game run and yeah, no i agree it, it derailed you know it derailed and then they went 5-0-1 before we had, we had the all-star break but came out of the all-star break 0-2 and the coaching change was made I mean, I couldn't have predicted. I just wanted the team to make the playoffs once Jay Woodcroft took over. But then as you started to see the team play, what some of those same critics that were lambasting in the Oilers and saying they weren't good at 16 and 5, they were suddenly saying, you know what? This team's five on five team is improving, uh, play is improving here. Even in the last three games of the Calgary series, Flames were the better team in the first two games and the Oilers got the split. But in the last three games, when the game, when the when the Oilers were, you know, score effects took place, right? Like game three, Edmonton's up four nothing, Calgary turned it on. Uh, game, game four, you know, the, the Flames were the Flames were able to rally as well in that game, but it was it was Edmonton that had the chin in each situation, and some of those very same critics are now like, you know what? And Colorado's a, a dominant shot to share team. But a lot of those same critics are like, the Oilers have got a puncher's chance in this because they are a different team than the start of the year. And that's an illustration of the, you know, the evolution that you're referring to with the team. Yeah, no, for sure. And just one more comment I just wanted to make. Uh, just that game four you're talking about versus Calgary. When that, when, that, when that goal went in past Smith after 130 feet, if we look back at previous teams, the team would have folded for sure, and Calgary would have came back to win that. And they might be the ones playing Colorado in this series right now. But the fact that they managed to hold on, not let it consume them, and you get the win, it speaks a lot about how much this team has evolved. All right. Awesome stuff. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Bob. It's 1245 in Edmonton, 780-496-0063. We're going to go to Paul on line... We're going to go to Paul or we're going to go to break here? I wondered. We'll give Bob a second to pop back on the air. You, you with I us, know, Bob? I'm back on. There we go. Hey there. <laughs> uh, Paul, right. you there? Yeah. I um, just wanted to talk about the face-off percentage. You know, it's just terrible, I think, that the, the amount the Oilers are losing, especially in these in the important offensive zone. What do you think about that? 
Okay, I think it's a fair comment. There are, and I'm going to go back to the analytics types. There's analytics guys out there that think face-offs are irrelevant. They're wrong. They oh. are relevant, and Calgary dominated the back half of that series. Uh, McDavid's at 51.2. Dry Settle had a tough series against L.A., actually improved against Calgary. Nugent Hopkins had a great series against L.A. and cratered against Calgary. He's only at 43% in the playoffs. McLeod's at 45%. Derek Ryan's at 54.6. The Oilers are now 13th out of the 16 teams that have played in the playoffs in face-off percentage. However, Colorado's only 9th, and Colorado has not been a great face-off team. Uh, Codry has not been at the level that he's been at in the past. He's 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 had years where he's been at 54 55%. McKinnon's at 46. And Cadre's at 51. Where they've got it going on is Comper and Helm are both at 54%. So I, I, I think you make a valid point. I got to tell you. Yeah, it's scary what 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 happens sometimes when when they lose some important faceoffs. And uh, wow. But one other thing, Bob, I was going to ask you in a lesser really importance, I guess, is whatever happened to our home jersey of the the classic Oilers orange and blue? You know, I just they keep on playing that very dark, almost black solid color with a tiny bit of orange trim and you'd like to see more okay I, you know what i'll i'll do some digging i don't often i am and it's funny because i got a friend that's uh in the memorabilia business and he's on it and he runs the definitive uh shop in edmonton a place called pro m sports his name is jack i've i mentioned this before jack cookson could be hosting a radio show tomorrow and he'd be kicking people's butts with it but he knows yeah. sports as well as anybody but i've never i've never been focused on jerseys it's just not who i am but uh, you know it's it's a valid point you're not the first person to mention it so i'll do a little bit of digging here um also, maybe during the commercial break to see if i can get an answer on that okay when you're, dig- when you're digging bob appreciate that can you find out if you can who decides on which jersey they're going to going to wear it would be nice to know it's just a minor thing but okay perfect thanks let's go to uh woody on line number five what are you on orders now how you doing doing fine bob how are you good bob i sent you a text last week regarding the russian drafts coming up okay what it- <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. I I I, I get hundreds of them. Are you, are you saying that we should avoid drafting Russians, or what? What, what was the Absolutely. genesis of the the, the, the text? Absolutely, uh, the Russian people are getting the messages via the social media. So I thought the Edmonton fans would be the ideal people to send a message to Batman and the NHL. You know, we have the green and gold game coming up with Calgary, you know, to support the Ukraine. Yep. And uh, we're really happy that the Oilers are in the playoffs. I've been a fan since 79. But that sucker is shooting people in the streets and bombing their homes. And if we just sit on our hands, you know, shame on us. Well, we, we're supposed to have political leaders that are supposed to take, you know, uh, and it's a, it seems to be, and, 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 and I mean this in all sincerity because I did take political science university and I wasn't as disciplined as some of the other kids that went on to the law school and that sort of thing. But I think on this specific topic, in theory, you know, Canada plays a bit of a support role. We're kind of like the third or fourth line checkers. 
And I, I, I'm in the United States right now, and I'm amazed as an example that uh, in the United States you can have a situation where somebody decides to put a bomb in a shoe, so everybody that travels has to take the shoes off, but they they can't come up with solutions to why people go into schools and shoot kids. I've I've never fundamentally understood that, and because uh, to me there's a, a a pretty easy solution, and that solution is the one that Australia adopted, and. Conversely, I, when it comes to dealing with Putin and Russia, it, it, it kind of is incumbent upon the United States. So I get your point. Um, I would be leery, like the orders have drafted. You have to, when it comes to Russian players, you have to have relationships. And, and Ken Holland has a relationship with Dan Milstein. And the suggestion that all Russians would be supporting Putin, I think most of the listeners would be out there to realize that there probably is a significant percentage of the Russian population that is aghast with what's going on in the Ukraine. So, yeah, you know, no, no, nobody can put the message on Putin's plate like uh, the North American fan population for hockey. OK, well. Do I mean duly noted, duly noted. We, we gave you your window. Thanks a lot. What do you take care? OK. It is uh, 1251 in Edmonton. We're going to step out here. You're listening to Oilers now. It's I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Game one of the uh, Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche tonight. 6 p.m. puck drop on 6.30, Chet. Welcome back, everybody. If you're looking for a unique trip uh, this offseason... For you golfers, it's a bucket list experience. You can join New West Travel in Cabot, Nova Scotia, five-day golf getaway, golf Cabot Hills, uh, Cabot Cliffs, Cabot Links. This package includes airfare via private WestJet charter with an open bar and premium meals, four nights accommodation at the Cabot Lodge, and five rounds of golf in stunning Cabot, Nova Scotia. You can book now and get a $350 Upgrade in premium economy to reserve your tea time. Reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. You can text us 780-496-0063. Back to the phone lines. River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Colin on line six. Hi, Colin. How you doing? Hey, great, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Uh, just assure me this. Uh, we are not going to get into a conversation on uh, geopolitical situations, are we? <laughs> no, no, not today. I appreciate what he was what he was saying, but uh, no, I'm not not calling for that. No, I uh, I was uh, I'm just bringing up. I'm as bullish on uh, Evan Bouchard and his evolution, uh, how he's been he's grown into his role, and we're looking at uh, Colorado and Kale McCarr 
I'm not trying to say Evans uh, at Kale's level today, but uh, I just am wondering what you think. Maybe playing across the ice from him and his talent, what uh, what Evan might be able to do uh, this series, and if it could possibly bring out that kind of potential that that you and I maybe see in him. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think Kale McCarr is going to be the best defenseman in the NHL. I think Evan Bouchard is going to be a 60-point defenseman in the NHL. And, in fact, I think Evan Bouchard, assuming we get in a full 82-game sked, sometime in the next two years he's going to reach 60 points because he's going to take over the power play. And, you know, he was already top 10 and even strength defense scoring this year, and he's going to be on a power play of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I love what uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson did by putting Duncan Keith with, uh, yeah. with Evan Bouchard. By the way, I could totally see Duncan Keith doing a two-year extension after his deal's up at yeah. a price point that Oilers fans will be able to live with. Uh, I think that's inevitable. And maybe by that point, he's playing third-pairing left-shot D because I think Duncan Keith's going to want to extend his career. Um, I, I think you bring up a great point. I, you know what? When you play against better people or work with better people, you endeavor the competitive guy out there. Uh, yeah. You know, they endeavor to improve themselves. So I, I, I think you bring up a valid point. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if we see a strong performance from Bouchard in this series. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And uh, I just wanted to, wanted to say I got to watch the uh, – I grew up in Calgary as an Oilers fan. I got to watch the uh, Game 5 with a bunch of my Calgary fan uh, buddies. And, man, that was sweet. So uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Bob. Love the show. Yeah, well, there was, uh, there was at least 1,000 to 1,500 Oilers fans there. Uh, it is 12.57 in Edmonton. We are going to go into any, uh, the – yeah, we'll go to NHL today. It is presented daily by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And back at the 630 Chet Studios, here is Brendan Escott. All right, well, we know Game 1 of the Western Conference Final is live tonight on 630 Chet from Ball Arena in Denver, 4 p.m. face off show six o'clock puck drop tomorrow it's the rangers hosting tampa at madison square garden in the eastern final they advanced past carolina 6-2 last night and because they did that the winnipeg jets will now get a first round pick from the rangers in that andrew cop deadline day deal uh, that's because they got there as far as the final vancouver added uh, former nhlers michael samuelson and mike Komasarek to their player development staff and they've shifted the Sedin twins from front office roles into the player development department. Oil Kings hosting games one and two of the WHL final Friday and Sunday of this week. Seattle and Kamloops battle in game seven tonight in the BC interior. Very. You mentioned the first round pick situation. There's four teams that are uh, into the conference finals. The Oilers are the only team that still has their own first-round pick. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell when we come back for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Mark Spector, you're listening to Oilers Now, emanating today live from Denver, Colorado. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.